The state of Ottawa's technology sector is a little bit shaky these days, but this one Canada company is doing great. They got a beautiful new headquarters, they got great financial results, and they're still hiring. Coming up on this episode of Techopia Live. Welcome to Techopia Live. I'm Michael Curran from Ottawa Business Journal. Thank you for joining us today. Techopia Live is a regular podcast from OBJ where we talk to executives from next generation technology companies and also the flagship player uh, that's going to be important here today, all with a goal of keeping you connected to Ottawa's technology scene. Uh, you might already notice that this episode's looking a little bit different. That's because we're in the multi-million dollar headquarters of one of Ottawa's big flagship technology companies. Uh, this headquartered uh, opened just a few months ago. Uh, so we're going to be digging into that. And also, this flagship company introduced some Q2 financial results that are certainly bucking the trend that we're seeing across the technology sector. We got lots on our plate today, so let me introduce our guest. He is the 2020 CEO of the Year for the Ottawa Business Journal and the Ottawa Board of Trade, also the CEO of Canaxis. Please welcome John Sicard. Welcome, John. It's nice to see you, Michael, as it's, always. It's great, and I'm so excited to be in this place. I was here for your opening night, and you had a, uh, a blowout event. You had, of course, Blue Rodeo, Serena Ryder, and others. Uh, but it's my first time in the building, John. Help us get situated about this building that we're sitting in. Yeah, we, we started uh, our, our thought process around the design of this building before the pandemic, and uh, we had run out of space, and we knew we were running out of space and perpetually hiring. And we wanted this headquarters to be, um, you know, call it a physical representation of our culture. Uh, and our culture is anchored on three simple words, people matter here. And so we focused the design of this building on health and well-being. And so everything you're going to see and experience is around that particular theme of health and well-being, including there's a, a gym behind us. This is not an ordinary gym. It has everything from a spin studio, strength training, yoga studio, uh, to the food choices, which are all um, you know, exceptionally good for you. And so we're going after um, platinum level well certification. And I think you'll see that when you walk around. Okay, that's really neat. And I wanted to pick up on the point you just made, John. <clears throat> the decision to build this headquarters was done before the pandemic. And some people, some CEOs might have uh, rethought that. Uh, you didn't. In fact, I think you almost doubled down on the fact that Canaxis needed a world-class headquarters building to gather their employees. Are you feeling any different about that these N days? Not at all. I, I have always believed that the natural state of humanity, in fact, is togetherness, not isolation. What we were forced to do over two years was not natural. Uh, certainly not natural for, for communities, um, let alone companies. And so um, while at the, at the same time we learned a lot about how to be productive in isolation, um, and so there's some pros to, you know, to having gone through what we went through for the last two years, there's some negative side effects too. And so I, I think that um, ultimately you have to take the best of both, hmm. uh, which is why the term hybrid is being used everywhere, right? I think permanent isolation is just as bad for you 
as as what we were living before where okay it's five days a week and everybody needs to be in there and you have no flexibility i think there's a great hybrid approach and uh, and obviously our hope is that buildings like this serve as a magnet it's a place people are magnetized to they want to be here they want to be with their peers this is where you get a sense of belonging uh, a sense of spirit that you can't get when you're living life through two dimensions you, you know i think People are, in general, you know, three-dimensional creatures. You want to experience the whole of a person. And uh, just behind you, uh, I'm looking at it, your parking lot, and I'm noticing there's lots of cars there. Yeah. So let's talk uh, for a minute about how your employees are reacting. Obviously, on a, on a, we're filming this on a Friday morning. Uh, potentially, your employees could have worked yeah. from home today, and yet I see dozens and dozens of cars. So the employees obviously have reacted fairly positively. Yeah, they have. And I think, you know, largely because of the uh, flexibility. Yeah. You know, we've offered a lot of flexibility. And, um, and, and so, you know, again, I think over time, uh, we're still a little bit in this, you know, pandemic tale. Um, but ultimately, over time, I think this will become, you know, the hybrid approach will become the, uh, the golden standard where people um, get to choose when they work from home and when it's better for them to work in a community environment. And, and uh, I think they'll, they'll be thrilled to have a place like this to congregate, to collaborate, uh, to share experiences, uh, you know, to meet people outside of their immediate sphere. For example, one of the negative side effects to the isolation is you tend to live inside of a bubble. The only people you talk to are, your, are in your immediate sphere. You're never going to run, if you're a software tester, you don't talk to people in finance. There's no way to bump into anybody. Um, and so I think, you know, the, the hybrid approach is what ultimately will win the day. I'm eager to talk about your financial results, but I just want one follow-up question on some of these uh, culture questions. Because so many, I think, tech CEOs are dealing with it now. Some institutions and companies are saying some mandatory uh, two days in the office, three days in the office. Others are saying return full-time. Others are saying voluntary hybrid. Where is Canaxis falling in this? Well, we have, uh, you know, we have employees right now that are dedicated as remote employees, as you know. And, and so, um, you know, that's, that hasn't been an issue. At the same time, I would say every year, every passing year, um, every passing quarter for that matter, we, we look at the current state of the business. We look at the current state of um, our hiring um, and we make adjustments as we go. Right now, as of, of, as of this uh, moment, employees can select what they prefer. Um, and I would tell you we have some people that come in five days a week. And we have some people who just want to work from home. And then we have the hybrid workers who really enjoy the flexibility of coming in. We don't police this. I think there are times where you might need to be in the office three or four days this week and no days next week. It's perfectly fine. It's a, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a fast rule that says we're going to measure this and you have to be in at these specific times. I'm not going to be that person that says it's these three days. Um, I do, though, as I said, I do fundamentally believe that is, it is healthier to live in a hybrid versus pure isolation. I also think it's healthier to live in a hybrid than you have to be here five days a week and that's it. You better punch your card in at eight o'clock. I think the fringe elements are gone. You know, both sides of those uh, elements aren't aren't healthy. Um, 
entirely healthy, and I think we'll end up with a hybrid approach over time. Very, very interesting. I think that probably reflects your culture. John, we're going to talk about your financial results, but before I do that, I just want to pause for a second and recognize the sponsor of this episode, Number Crunch. Number Crunch is an Ottawa-based firm that allows you to outsource your financials, especially if you're a technology startup or early-stage company. Number Crunch services range from bookkeeping, accounts receivable, monthly reconciliations, to full virtual CFO services, including investment preparation and cash flow forecasting. Number Crunch is led by Susan Richards and Craig Hunt. Combined, they have more than 40 years of financial experience in this market, having advised dozens of firms. Number Crunch will help your company mitigate risk by ensuring proper accounting procedures, provide you with strategic input, and scale along with your business. To get a quote on outsourcing your accounting, please visit www.numbercrunch.ca. And we're back talking with John Sicard, the CEO of Canaxis. John, as, uh, as I've teased many times, I'm really keen to talk about your Q2 2022 financial results. They were released just a few days ago. Uh, I think generally speaking, they were positive, but give us some of the highlights of those, uh, of those uh, results. Yeah, we, um, this is the first quarter we, we started to express our performance, uh, both in actuals as well as constant currency because of the uh, wild fluctuations, especially the yen, the British pound, and the euro in the last six months. Um, and we didn't want to necessarily mask the exceptional results because of these, uh, the, the FX concerns. And so overall, um, we grew our subscription revenue by 21%, but in constant currency, 27%. Uh, we had the largest jump in our, um, uh, in our ARR of 25% constant currency. These are real messages of, mo of uh, momentum. And I said this on, on previous earnings calls that we are, we are experiencing momentum in the business. I used to get asked all the time by investors, when are you going to hit an inflection point? And I would say, not Monday. It happens over time. Well, we're now six, seven quarters in a row of record-breaking yeah. results. This is what momentum feels like, and yeah. this is what it looks like. Uh, and I want to talk about some of the macro factors, but before we move to that, I want to talk about hiring. So uh, as I indicated at the beginning, you know, I think we can generally see that there's a malaise across the tech sector, there's uncertainty, uh, there's sluggish growth, uh, there's losses, uh, and there's layoffs, unfortunately. And I think Canaxis is looking very different from that. In fact, I think you said you are aggressively hiring. We are. Uh, we, we must have hired anywhere from 700 to 750 people during the pandemic. Um, there's never a day we are not hiring. We are under uh, budget for headcount today by a significant amount. Um, now we're doing the best we can to attract as much talent as we can. Um, but you know, again, this is just a, a side effect of the success that we're experiencing to get ready to absorb it. Um, we maintained our adjusted EBITDA margin. Hmm. We did not uh, make any adjustments there, be even though we're outpacing on total revenue and on, on subscription. Uh, because we're going to continue to invest. I think we're living through a renaissance right now. That's going to exist for the next five to 10 years. So we have to, get, we have to be ready to absorb that success. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's, you know, we're looking for talent here. Um, and, and by the way, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're asking the question, Michael, yeah. because um, 
it isn't just all you know terrible news out there. Mm -hmm. um, there are companies, not just ours, but there are companies that are doing well. And, uh, and so I'm glad you raised this because we have to celebrate it, uh, especially in Ottawa. You know where there. This is still a phenomenal place to come and, and join. Absolutely, I would agree. Uh, one more quick follow on uh, on hiring. Where do you see that hiring happening? Is is the majority of that hiring going to be happening here, or is it across the world? It's Give worldwide. It's uh, worldwide. Yeah, we just opened up a new facility in Chennai, India. Um, I want to say a year ago we had less than 100 people, and we're closing in on 200 um, in this new office, uh, brand new facility. We're hiring in Japan. Uh, we're hiring in Europe, we're hiring in the United States, and obviously we're hiring here. Right. This is still the, what I would call the tech hub yeah. uh, for Canaxis, where all of the technology magic happens. Not, you know, this is where most of the R&D is. We have some R&D facility in Toronto, uh, but this is where most of the R&D happens. Okay. I want to get into the, some of those macros in your financial results. I think you call it a transformative period for supply chain. So it does seem like this is the right company, right product, right services at the right time. Of course, this uh, harkens back to the pandemic and all the supply chain shortages. We, we don't normally talk about in common language no. supply chain shortages, and yet s somehow we're dwelling on this. So tell us about the macros that are driving yeah. the growth. You know, humanity takes supply chain for granted. All the necessities of life that we consume, no one thinks about how does it get to me to consume, right? So, I mean, you know, the, the world runs on an operating supply chain. You can't function as a society without an operating supply chain. And the pandemic um, has created the conditions where the, I'll call it the governance model that, that manages the world's supply chain. Um, while it may have survived the last 30 years, it won't survive the next three. There's a, there, every board is asking every CEO, what are you going to do next time? We're clearly not as resilient as we need to be. Our supply chain is not as resilient as it needs to be. And, and the pandemic, you know, put a bright light on that fact. Uh, resilience isn't a competence though. It's an outcome of one. And again, now this, all of this, these aren't technical statements, but it's forcing supply chain practitioners to rethink what governs supply chains. If they're not resilient, it's because we're not agile enough. If we're not agile, it must be we're operating in silos. We're lethargic. It causes you to rethink the underlying foundations for supply chain and what will govern the next 30 years. And of course, many senior leaders, while they're saying words like, I need to leave this better than I got it, uh, and that means I can't leave it in the state it's in. I need to transform. Um, so it's great to see Boards recognizing the significance of this transformation that has to happen. CEOs and their, and their uh, chief supply chain officers and, the, and supply chain practitioners are all leaning in, um, which is why I use the word renaissance. Hmm. It's a rebirth. And, uh, you know, we've been doing it a certain way for 30 years. People are recognizing this won't survive another three. And look, it's no, it's no longer just the pandemic. A lot of CEOs are, are suffering with the fluctuations in, uh, in inflation, right? Inflation is hitting different geographies at a different pace and recovering at a different pace. This has a profound impact on cash flow, on profitability. Um, there's the war, of course, uh, happening. There's, uh, there's a shortage of, uh, of um, containers. 
not because we need more containers, because they're all still floating in the water and they can't offload them. There's a global shortage of containers right now. So you're getting this tremendous amount of volatility in supply chain simultaneously, and that is what's fueling this complete renaissance. Uh, John, as we're wrapping up, I was hoping you could give a little bit of advice maybe to some of the uh, new tech CEOs that are in uh, the Ottawa area and the startup community. Um, many of them have never lived through, and we're not formally in a recession. It looks like we do have some strong economic headwinds from things like inflation and interest rates. Uh, many of them might are starting to feel maybe a little bit destabilized. You've been here at Canaxis for many years, several years in the CEO uh, position, but many jobs before that. What kind of general advice would you give to startup CEOs as they kind of face some of these economic headwinds? You know, what would you say to them? Just a yeah, few words. I, I've learned this lesson probably much later in life than I would have liked. But um, lean on the other CEOs. Like, it's not like you're alone. Um, I've learned a great deal from David Ross uh, through my relationship with him, uh, for example. We're different businesses. But, um, you know, I would, tell, I would tell these leaders, I know the, these are challenging times. We're experiencing a different kind of challenge. Um, you know, we're suffering right now from uh, the side effects of extreme success. <laughs> Uh, that's what we're dealing with, but it's hard. That's hard yeah. work, by the way. It's it's yeah. it's it's not easy. Um, and so I would say to, to other CEOs, you know, be connected. Don't worry. I mean, reach out and and get connected with other leaders. You you never know where you're going to get the best advice. That's awesome, and and that contributes to the ecosystem, and that's what you're trying to contribute to. And we are at TechOpia. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, John. Thank you for your time today. Uh, great uh, Q2 results. Uh, wishing you continued success. Thank you, Michael, thank you. Uh, it's now time to recognize some of the other sponsors that stand behind Techopia Live. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, building a better working world. Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law. TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies, the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent, Callion, innovative solutions delivered with integrity. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia O-T-T. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. One more big thank you to John Sicard from Canaxis. Be fascinating to keep on watching this company. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. Bye-bye.